Pendant Productions proudly presents King John, written by William Shakespeare. Act One. Now say, Chetillon, what would France with us? Thus, after greeting, speaks the King of France in my behaviour to the Majesty, the borrowed Majesty of England here. A strange beginning. Borrowed Majesty. Silence, good mother. Hear the embassy. Philippe of France, in right and true behalf of thy deceased brother Geoffrey's son, Arthur Plantagenet, lays most lawful claim to this fair island and the territories to Irland, Poitiers, Anjou, Touraine, Maine, desiring thee to lay aside the sword, which sways usurpingly these several titles, and put these same into young Arthur's hand, thy nephew, and right royal sovereign. What follows if we disallow this? The proud control of fierce and bloody war to enforce these rights so forcibly withheld. Here have we war for war and blood for blood, controlment for controlment. So answer France. And take my king's defiance from my mouth, the farthest limit of my embassy. Bear mine to him, and so depart in peace. Be thou as lightning in the eyes of France, for ere thou canst report, I will be there. The thunder of my cannon shall be heard so hence. Be thou the trumpet of our wrath and solemn presage of your own decay. An honorable conduct let him have. Vembra, look to it. Farewell, Shatian. What now, my son? Have I not ever said how that ambitious Constance would not cease till she had kindled France and all the world upon the right and party of her son? This might have been prevented and made whole with very easy arguments of love, which now the manage of two kingdoms must, with fearful bloody issue, arbitrate. Our strong possession and our right for us. Your strong possession, much more than your right, or else it must go wrong with you and me. So much my conscience whispers in your ear, which none but heaven and you and I shall hear. My liege, here is the strangest controversy come from country to be judged by you that e'er I heard. Shall I produce the men? Let them approach. Our abbeys and our priories shall pay this expedition's charge. What men are you? Your faithful subject, I. A gentleman born in Northamptonshire, and eldest son, as I suppose, to Robert Falconbridge, a soldier by the honor-giving hand of Richard the Lionheart, knighted in the field. What art thou? The son and heir to that same falcon bridge. Is that the elder, and art thou the heir? You came not of one mother, then, it seems. Most certain of one mother, mighty king, that is well known. 
And as I think, one father, but for the certain knowledge of that truth, I put you o'er to heaven and to my mother. Of that I doubt, as all men's children may. Out on thee, rude man! Thou dost shame thy mother, and wound her honour with this diffidence. I, madam? No. I have no reason for it. That is my brother's plea, and none of mine, for which if he can prove, a pops me out at least from fair five hundred pound a year. Heaven guard my mother's honour and my land. A good blunt fellow. Why, being younger born, doth he lay claim to thine inheritance? I know not why, except to get the land. But once he slandered me with bastardry. But whether I be as true begot or no, that still I lay upon my mother's head. But that I am as well begot, my liege. Therefore the bones that took the pains from me. Compare our faces, and be judge yourself. If old Sir Robert did beget us both, and were our father, and this son like him, O oh, old Sir Robert, father, on my knee I give heaven thanks, I was not like to thee. Why, what a madcap hath heaven lent us here? He hath a trick of the Lionheart's face. The accent of his tongue affecteth him. Do you not read some tokens of my son in the large composition of this man? Mine eye hath well examined his parts, and finds them perfect, Richard. Sirrah, speak. What doth move you to claim your brother's land? Because he hath a half-face like my father. With half that face would he have all my land, a half-faced groat, five hundred pound a year. My gracious liege, when that my father lived, your brother did employ my father much- Well, sir, by this you cannot get my land. Your tale must be how he employed my mother. And once dispatched him in an embassy to Germany, there with the emperor to treat of high affairs touching that time. The advantage of his absence took the king, and in the meantime sojourned at my father's, where how did prevail I shame to speak, but truth is truth. Large lengths of seas and shores between my father and my mother lay, as I have heard my father speak himself when this same lusty gentleman was got. Upon his deathbed he by will bequeathed his lands to me, and took it on his death that this, my mother's son, was none of his, and if he were, he came into the world full fourteen weeks before the course of time. Then, good my liege, let me have what is mine, my father's land, as was my father's will. Sirrah, your brother is legitimate. Your father's wife did after wedlock bear him, and if she did play false, the fault was hers. Which fault lies on the hazards of all husbands that marry wives. Tell me, how of my brother, who, as you say, took pains to get this son, had of your father claimed this son for his? In sooth, good friend, your father might have kept this calf bred from his cow from all the world. In sooth, he might. Then if he were my brother's, my brother might not claim him. No, your father, being none of his, reviews him. This concludes, my mother's son did get your father's heir. Your father's heir must have your father's land. Shall then my father's will be of no force to dispossess what child which is not his? Of no more force to dispossess me, sir, than was his will to get me, as I think. Whether hadst thou rather be a Falconbridge, and like thy brother, to enjoy thy land, or the reputed son of Cœur de Lyon, lord of thy presence, and no land beside. 
Madam, and if my brother had my shape, and I had his, Sir Robert's his like him, and if my legs were two such riding rods, my arms such eelskin stuffed, my face so thin that in mine ear I durst not stick a rose, lest men should say, look where three farthings goes, and to his shape were heir to all this land. What I might never stir from off this place, I would give it every foot to have this face. I would not be Sir Nob in any case. I like thee well. Will thou forsake thy fortune, bequeath thy land to him, and follow me? I am a soldier, and now bound to France. Brother, take you my land. I'll take my chance. Your face hath got five hundred pound a year, yet sell your face for five pence, and tis dear. Madam, I'll follow you unto the death. <laughs> Nay, I would have you go before me thither. Our country manners give our betters way. What is thy name? Philip, my liege, so has my name begun. Philip, good old Sir Robert's wife's eldest son. From henceforth, bear his name whose form thou bearst. Kneel thou down, Philip, but rise more great. Arise, Sir Richard and Plantagenet. Brother by the mother's side, give me your hand. My father gave me honor, yours gave land. Now blessed by the hour, by night or day, when I was got, Sir Robert was away. The very spirit of Plantagenet. I am thy grandam, Richard. Call me so. Madam, by chance, but not by truth. What, though? Something about a little from the right in at the window, or else o'er this hatch? Who dares not stir by day must walk by night, and have his half, however men do catch. Near or far off, well one is still well shot, and I am I, however I was begot. Go, Falconbridge, now hast thou desire. A landless knight makes thee a landed squire. Come, madam, and come, Richard, we must speed for France. For France, for it is more than need. Brother, adieu, good fortune come to thee. For thou wast got in the way of honesty. A foot of honor better than I was, but many a many foot of land, the worse. Well, now can I make any Joan a lady? Good den, Sir Richard. God a mercy, fellow. And if his name be George, I'll call him Peter. For new made honor doth forget men's names. Tis too respective and too sociable for your conversion. Now your traveler, he and his toothpick at my worship's mess. And when my nightly stomach is sufficed, why, then I suck my teeth and catechise my picked man of countries. My dear sir, thus leaning on my elbow, I begin, I shall beseech you. That is question now. And then comes answer, like an absy book. Oh, sir, says answer, at your best command, at your employment, at your service, sir. No, sir, says question. I, sweet sir, at yours. And so, ere answer knows what question would, saving in dialogue of compliment and talking of the Alps and Apennines, the Pyrenean and the River Po, it draws towards supper. In conclusion, sir, but this is worshipful society. 
and fits the mounting spirit like myself, for he is but a bastard to the time that doth not smack of observation. And so am I, whether I smack or no, and not alone in habit and device, exterior form, outward accoutrement, but from the inward motion to deliver sweet, sweet, sweet poison for the age's tooth, which, though I will not practice to deceive, yet to avoid deceit, I mean to learn, for it shall strew the footsteps of my rising. But who comes in such haste in riding robes? What woman post is this? Hath she no husband that will take pains to blow a horn before her? Ah, oh, me. It is my mother. How now, good lady? What brings you here to court so hastily? Where is that slave? Thy brother? Where is he that holds in chase mine honor up and down? My brother Robert, old Sir Robert's son. Colbrand the giant, that same mighty man. Sir Robert's son. I, thou unreverend boy, Sir Robert's son. Why, why scornst thou at Sir Robert? He is Sir Robert's son, and so art thou. James Gurney, wilt thou give us leave for a while? Good leave, good Philip. Philip! Sparrow, Gurney, there's toys abroad. Anon, I'll tell thee more. Madam, I was not old Sir Robert's son. Sir Robert might have eat his part of me upon Good Friday, and never broke his fast. Sir Robert could do well, Mary, to confess. Could he get me? Sir Robert could not do it. We know his handiwork. Therefore, good mother, to whom am I beholding for these limbs? Sir Robert never hoped to make this leg. Hast thou conspired with thy brother too, that for thine own gain shouldst defend mine honour? What means this scorn, thou most untoward knave? Knight, knight, good mother, basilisco-like. What? I am dubbed, I have it on my shoulder. But mother, I am not Sir Robert's son. I have disclaimed Sir Robert and my land. Legitimation, name, and all is gone. Then, good my mother, let me know my father. Some proper man, I hope. Who was it, mother? Hast thou denied thyself of Falconbridge? As faithfully as I deny the devil. King Richard, Coeur de Lyon, was thy father. By long and <laughs> vehement suit, I was seduced to make room for him in my husband's bed. Oh, heavenly, not my transgression to my charge. Thou art the issue of my dear offence, which was so strongly urged past my defence. Now by this light, were I to get again, madam, I would not wish a better father. Some sins do bear their privilege on earth, and so doth yours. Your fault was not your folly. Needs must you lay your heart at his disposal, subjected tribute to commanding love against whose fury and unmatched force the aweless lion could not wage the fight, nor keep his princely heart from Richard's hand. He that perforce robs lions of their hearts may easily win a woman's. Ay, my mother, with all my heart I thank thee for my father. Who lives and dares but say thou didst not well when I was got? I'll send his soul to hell. Come, lady, 
I will show thee to my kin, and they shall say, when Richard me begot, if thou had said him nay, it had been sin. Who says it was, he lies. I say it was not. The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show. King John, Act One. Featuring the voice talents of Kyle Garrett as Philip the Bastard, Russell Gold as King John, Julia Eve as Queen Eleanor, Sarah Golding as Lady Falconbridge, Jordan Haas as Robert Falconbridge, Lisa Michaud as Chatillon, Laura Bramblett as the Countess of Salisbury, and Veronica Louise as Gurney. Written by William Shakespeare. Adapted for audio by Landon Bell. Directed by George Linfield. Assistant Director, Joel Rowan. Music by Doxent Zygmunt of soundcloud.com forward slash doxent hyphen Zygmunt. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2018 Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Then turn your forces from this paltry siege and stir them up against a mightier task. Next time on The Pendant Shakespeare. Peace be to France, if France and peace permit our just and lineal entrance to our own. If not bleed, France, and peace ascend to heaven, whilst we, God's wrathful agent, to correct their proud contempt, that beats his peace to heaven. Peace be to England. If that war return from France to England, they'll to live in peace. England we love, and for that England's sake, with burden of our armor, here we sweat. What the devil art thou? One that will play the devil, sir, with you. And I may catch your hide and you alone. You are the hare of whom the proverb goes, whose valor plucks dead lions by the beard. I'll smoke your skin coat, and I catch you right, sirrah. Look to it. In faith I will. In faith. Oh, well, he did become that lion's robe that did disrobe the lion of that robe. Open wide your gates, and let young Arsac, Duke of Bretagne, in, who, by the hand of Francis Day, hath made much work for tears in many an English mother, whose sons lie scattered on the bleeding ground. Tensions with France come to a head in King John, Act Two, presented by the Wild Bill Variety Show. Mad world, mad kings, mad composition. Listen or catch up anytime on desktop or mobile at PendantAudio.com.